Do you think about work when you're with your kids and then think about your kids when you're at work? When someone says, enjoy these years, they go quickly. Do you want to scream? <laughs> if you've thought yes to either of these questions, no mom guilt allowed because you are in good company. Today I have with me Lauren Mora from Rally the Village. She is a mom to three kiddos. She had a corporate career and got sucked up in that busy mom hustle, but no more. Rather than focus on trying harder to be the perfect mom and micromanaging her responsibilities, she took the approach of figuring out what was at the root of why she felt so overloaded and then develop the easiest possible solutions to help her and her family run smoother. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGee. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals playfully and lightly. Let's get started. Ah, I'm so excited for this. Welcome, Lauren. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks. Thank you for having me. I'm excited too. Well, so I am super passionate about helping moms enjoy mommy. And I'm equally passionate about making sure that moms continue to dream, imagine, and create their goals. And I know that this is something that you're also passionate about and that you're a super ambitious person. I totally agree with that sentiment. I always say like, we want to feel like we're high achieving without having to give up all the other areas of our lives. Like we want to feel like we're great moms without having to go homestead right like that's the, yeah. the standard we keep in our mind i think we we have crazy high standards these days as moms but a little bit about me i am from new orleans my husband is as well and we are now raising our three children there they are currently ages eight seven and the little one's going to be four this weekend so i only have a three-year-old for one more day but i grew up in the corporate world in healthcare it and i was in strategic sales so we had very big audacious goals and it was all about breaking it down into very tangible ways to accomplish that goal. Um, so I did that for most of my career. And when I started having children, that industry had changed a lot. And we decided as a family that it wasn't worth it for me anymore to be on the road like three and four days a week. So I left. And at that point, we were back in New Orleans. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to join a company and grow up in that company and, you know, be in the leadership. And I searched and searched for years. And I had a few jobs that like never panned out to be what I hoped that they were going to be. And so at that point, I was like, well, maybe I should start my own business, which I never thought that I was going to do. So right around that time, COVID happened. The world shut down. My children at the time were three and four and three months old. But I, out of that birth, an idea for a business that I had, and I started it in October of that year, I opened up a company called Lively Sauces. It was a healthy sauce business that was aimed at helping moms have an easier time with dinner and like feel good about the things that they were putting on their food for themselves and their kids. But what happened very quickly was I was delivering these sauces. I was making them in a kitchen and delivering them. And every mom that I was standing on the doorstep, we would like quickly get into these talks of like, we're so stressed out. The moms, it was like little mini therapy sessions. And I started to feel like, oh, I'm not alone in this. Like we're all overwhelmed. And this is very hard to do, especially in the midst of a pandemic. But I started to feel like I can serve these moms in a deeper way. And I also started to feel myself like my kids were getting 
starting to be in a more active phase of life. And I started to feel the pressure of that very quickly. Like my days just felt so overwhelmed and was just very stressed out. And I had this light bulb moment of like, I don't, what am I doing? Like I'm running around like a crazy person every day, killing myself in all areas of my life and not feeling like I'm doing a very good job in any of them, you know? And so I started sort of playing around and learning about like solutions that I could implement in my own house. And I just never really found anything. I felt like a lot of them were band-aid solutions of like time management hacks and tricks and things like that, that I felt like really didn't move the needle for my stress levels. So I just started creating my own solutions. And then I felt like it was something that I just needed to create a community and a business around because I knew that other moms really needed this. So I shut down my sauce business and I opened up Rally the Village, which is the business that I'm running now. It's a community for moms. I help them. I call it like the mom's weekly management system. I help them have less stress and more fun every week. I love that so much because Mm -hmm. I do think that especially when it comes to time management, it's so easy to learn those hacks, then use those hacks to just cram more in instead of going, how do I use, how do I develop strategies so that it actually lightens my load, not just makes me more efficient so I can do more. I want to do more having fun. And I happen to believe that moms are already the most productive people on the planet. If you ask me, like we get more done in a day than most people do in a month. So like, I don't need to be told how to be like more productive. (laughs) I just need to do it a different way. Absolutely. And I think that like (laughs) many of us crave to have fun, but it's really hard to have fun when you're super tired. And, you know, we're just so, so tired that even fun feels like work. And so could you talk to me a little bit about how moms can have more fun more easily for both themselves and their kids? So I think that this is like one of the hardest things for moms to do these days. I kind of think of it as a plate. That's like the analogy I always go to. It's like, what is on your plate? And the reality for moms is like, we have more on our plates than we can handle in a day. We have more to do than any one person can possibly accomplish every day and week. What I realized a while back was a lot of what's on our plate are other people's priorities, not our own. So like, if you think about it, I mean, if you have like a passion project or you're just, you know, doing something that you really love or being with your family, like that gives you energy. That's a priority for you. But all the things in our life, so many of them are not and they're energy drainers. Like your boss gives you a big deadline at work. Super stressful. You have you have children, you have so many you have endless amounts of things that they need for every day, for life and school activities. And that's not even to talk about like the things that are on the plate that we want to be doing, like the good things for us and, you know, the things that bring us enjoyment. So I think that the key is like switching from being reactive at all the stuff that's coming at us and getting put on our plates to being proactive, that's where the big shift will happen. So that's like the macro view, how I think about it. So if you drill it down, what that can mean is how I start. Okay, let's take some of the stressful things off of our plate. How do we do that? So like, I think a lot of the stuff that's coming at us, we react to, but the reality is if you look at it, a lot of it can be automated or planned ahead for like pretty easily. And I help my the members of my community do that so they don't have to do it themselves. But I mean, you can look ahead, you know, you can set a lot of things on, you can set your house chores on automation, you can do things thematically. And I'm not a fan of micromanaging my system by any means. But I think like having a, a simple plan for things like that, and like a simple plan for your week goes a really long way for fun. The name of the game for me is just keeping it really easy for your kids and for yourself. So we're in this phase of life where
where we can't go take an hour long bubble bath. We can't like, it's very hard for us to be like, oh, I'm going to sit on the ground with my child and play for an hour, just like free play. Cause in our heads, we're thinking, these are all the things I have to do. Like I have to get to dinner. I have this and the things from the day are still in your mind. Like there's so many things that are weighing heavy on our brains that it's hard for us to enjoy those things and have time for them. But what I really focus on is like, okay, maybe I can do five minutes at the end, like at the beginning of the evening. Like, I think we all know that feeling of when you walk in the door from work and school and like everybody drops their bags and then it's like, go, go, go. You have homework. Like somebody probably has an activity to get to. You have to start dinner. The house is still a mess from this morning. You have dishes in the sink. It's like, and then you're like, oh, we have to do bath time still. And like, the, I mean, it's just like kind of can be kind of a grind every day. So if you instead get home, you set the timer for five minutes and you do a super easy activity that requires like no preparation, then it's done. And so I like to keep a list of ideas so that I don't have to come up with them in the moment because I'm really bad coming up with creative things for me and my kids to do in the moment. And like self-care is the same way. You don't have to go to the spa for a day. You can buy yourself a really nice hand lotion. You can go through the drive-thru and get a special latte that you love. You can put on your favorite song and sing to it. Like you can sit in the car for five minutes and relax before you walk into work. There's so many things that you can fit into your day really easily that don't take up a lot of time. So when you do those little things in the moment, they feel really quick, but then they kind of aggregate over time. And I mean, this year I've looked back at my family life and I was like, wow, we really have had so much more fun. It's amazing. Like it feels so small in the moment. I really believe that like for kids' memories and like the quality of the connection points, it's not quantity of time. It's that quality in the moment. Like that's what we remember from when we're kids. We remember that little special moment, that little connection point. And I would just say to keep in mind for moms who are like just still listening to this and saying like, this still sounds like just something else that I have to do. It's like you make it work for yourself. If it works, if it doesn't work for you in the evening because you get home late and it stresses you out more to not to do something like don't do it. And it doesn't have to be every day. You could do one or two a week or maybe it's in the morning instead or maybe it's just on the weekends because that's when you have time with it. And sometimes we just don't have the capacity for that at all. If we're sick or sleep deprived or we're really busy at work. And then I encourage my community to lean on what I think of as rituals. Like they're not separate activities that that we're planning and scheduling and doing with our kids, but it's like in the flow of the day already. Like maybe it's a silly song while you're brushing your teeth or I mean, you're probably doing these already. You might be, it might be like a prayer before dinner. It might be a bedtime story, just things that you can sort of have in the course of your day where you're already doing, you know, stuff in the car. You have a secret handshake when you drop them off, like that kind of ways to get at it. Yeah, these lovely ways of just like sprinkling some delight and some levity into what you're already doing. A friend of mine, he always uses this phrase, hurry slowly. And I really think of, well, how in the world do I practice hurrying slowly? And I think that, you know, I like the a lot of the examples that you gave, like whether it's just, you know, enjoying your coffee as you drive to work and you might still be hurrying to work, but to slow yourself down and to experience the flavor of the coffee to experience. Oh, I do actually, I have a moment right now where I'm alone in the car and I can delight in that. And I think that that's such a helpful way of like thinking about hurrying slowly for me. Any, you know, like any tips, because I do think that sometimes, you know, what we're kind of talking about is how do you just shift your relationship to your plans and giving yourself like that permission to say, hey, you know, I know that I want to do this, but three times a week is a habit. And, and so any tips on just helping 
moms make that mindset shift so that they can really take the pressure off of some of these things and delight in the moments with the family? When I started these practices with my own family, this is how it worked. You know, they say fake it till you make it. I was like, okay, I'm going to do these activities with my kids. And I would get the little, I don't know, we do so many little things. We're blowing up balloons and drawing faces on them, right? So it takes a few minutes. It's not hard. And so my brain would still be like, okay, my brain is still working in the background going like, I have to get to all this stuff. I don't have time for these things. But a very interesting thing happened as I continued to do them over time. My brain learned that I wasn't lying. If I said, this is a five minute activity and I like a few minutes and my brain learned over time, I can get back to whatever I am doing in five minutes. That's it. It's five minutes or 10 minutes if you have it. And then so over time, it learned to relax. Like it's going to be there. This is a very short and finite amount of time. And so now I actually like can be in the present moment doing it. It's been an amazing thing to witness. I don't have that anymore where I'm like constantly thinking about what I have, what I had from the day, what's coming up, because I know that for that short amount of time, I can drop it all and just be present. It's been a really lovely thing. So teaching your brain, your brain will learn over time once you're doing it. And then I like definitely the weekly plan that I do helps me because I say, I mean, my brain does not learn this lesson. I'm always like, I'll remember that. <laughs> I don't need to write it down. Incorrect. I, I do need to write it down. And if I don't write it down, it's not happening. I just have too many things happening on a daily basis for me to remember all the things, right? So I keep like, I call it my fridge sheet. It's just like a very simple little box where every Sunday my husband and I sit down, it takes us three minutes and we say like, okay, you know, here's the things coming up for the week, the meetings, the activities and stuff. And then I write down like on Tuesday morning, you know, before we go to school or on the way to school, we're going to do this little game. On Saturday, we're going to do this little thing. And I write it down because if I write it down, I'm 95% more likely to do it. And it lets my brain, like I can plan for it. I can get myself, my brain ready for it, you know, so it's not like sneaking up on me and stressing me out more. And then I, like I'd mentioned the list of ideas, because if you're in the moment trying to think of stuff, you will, you're just not going to do it. You're just going to let the moment go by. So if you have the activity already thought of, and you have a list to draw from of like easy things, it makes all the difference. I love that. I think that we might be the same person. You know, I definitely experienced when I really got into planning and goal setting, it did. It took my brain just a little bit of time to start trusting that you can be present because you've made a plan. And that means you don't have to have the plans running on repeat in the back of your brain. You can trust that you wrote it down. You have a plan in place. You know where to find that plan. And so you can relax, enjoy the moment and know that these things that want to be on repeat in your brain, they will get done because you've planned a time to tend to them, to to give them attention to. And that's so, so helpful. But I do think that when you're working with people, sometimes they can be like, oh, well, I tried this. And the first time, like it was hard or it didn't work. And it, and you, you kind of want to go like, trust me, keep at it. Because mm -hmm. like, it just does take some time to learn that being present is a skill. And, you know, it takes a little bit of trust in that. And so one thing that's interesting, so I work in higher ed and many of the people that I work with either, you know, I would say are have chosen to be child free or they don't have kids until a little bit later in their lives. And so for me, especially in my profession, I didn't have a lot of role models. I didn't have a lot of people that were doing the professional work 
that I was doing and were were parents. And so one of the things that I know that I've really craved is what you're doing with people is how do I find those other people that are like-minded that want to be ambitious but are also doing this parenting thing and, and we want to do it well and we want to be able to savor the experience of being a mom. And so how would you recommend to people that they find their village? How do they find their community? Yes. And so I think when we think of a village, all of us are like, what is that? I don't know. What exactly is a village anyway? You know, I mean, if you think about it from years past, it's like many generations living in a house together. And I think a lot of us are probably pretty happy that our mother-in-law is not under the same roof as us. So we might not want like what the village used to look like. But I would say my big mission with this business is that I want to show moms that we are currently there's like a new way to do the village and to do parenthood. We are operating under an old system of parenthood and managing through this time. And we're still trying to be successful. The world is a very different place than it used to be. And I think it's time for us to reimagine how we're approaching parenthood. So I think it's important to keep in mind, like we've been saying, like these little shifts that you can make create really big payouts. So it's not about like spending a lot, a lot of time on this. It's like, it's not something else to add to your to-do list. It's just a different way to manage how you're getting at this. Before you talk about like reading your village, it's important for us to realize that it seems so hard for us because we have so much going on up here. We have no more capacity in our brains. We are keeping track of all the things. And so everything, like we have fires coming at us. We're putting out the fires. There's no room to look up and see like the good, you know, adding some of the good stuff. So I really think about like managing some of the stuff on your plate that's causing you so much stress. And when you do that, you have the room on your plate to add the good things. And so like we've been talking about it as spending more time with your children or like taking good care of yourself. But it also is engaging with others, looking outside of your house for your community that you might already have or new community. But I just until we create a little bit more room on our plate, that's really, really difficult to do. And then I think if you have some of that room in, in your brain and on your plate, then you can say like, OK, I, I can like let's go have some fun. Right. Let's let's involve some people in this in this experience. And I also like say, I think a lot of us think like, oh, well, I don't have like the money to pay for somebody full time in my house or I just I don't have, you know, I can't do that. I can't bring somebody on. But there's a lot of different ways to get help and to delegate that don't involve like shelling out a whole bunch of money. There's lots of different ways to do it. You can hire one time thing. You can create you can hire an organizer to come in and create a system for your laundry room. Like if your mud room is a mess and, and it drives you nuts every day, like bring somebody in, take care of it. If, if you're like me and my counter is just constantly full of papers, like for my kids and all the things like you can bring somebody in and help organize that. And that creates space for you or turning the kids clothes over organize. You can literally hire somebody now to pick up your dog poop from your backyard. It's like you can bring and it doesn't cost a lot of money. So you can do these like little things that might think of the things that you hate doing the most. You might be able to offload that. You can delegate by giving more to your kids. I know we don't like to do this. We like to say like we can do it ourselves better and faster. But if you teach your kids how to do it, they can do it off your plate. You can use technology now, like buy a Roomba. You don't have to vacuum, you know, like you can buy one of those little bulbs to water your plants, you know, then you don't have to do that anymore. Like just there's apps on your phone. You can do meal planning, keeping better track of your to-do list, all kind of apps that you can do. And and my my favorite one is doing it less often or stop doing it all together because I love, I think we're just, we overdo. <laughs> we do all the laundry, all the things all the time. It doesn't 
doesn't necessarily need to be done. So I think there's a lot of different ways to get help and get some of that stuff off our plate that we don't readily think of. So I, I think the village is, it just looks different today. Like my village is all those things, all the tactics that I employ, all the ways that I manage, like the, the stress off my plate and the good things on my plate. And then community obviously is so important. Like I think now I have the bandwidth to look out and create my community because I'm doing all these things in my house. I love that. I think that you're so spot on. And I think that we have to be willing to be together differently too. You know, if you're freaking out about your closet, right? Invite a friend over, like have a drink together, eat brownies and like work <laughs> yeah. on your closet together. I think that for some reason, there's like some point in into adulthood that you think like the only way that I can engage with my friends is like if we're going out to a restaurant or doing something like fancy. And you know, like I have a friend that like we get popsicles together. Like we have a popsicle from my, you know, fridge that I feed to my kids and we sit out on my back porch while my kids play and we have popsicles. And I just think that there are so many ways that we just need to reframe how we can be together. And I love the way that you are, you're taking initiative to say, we're going to create our own villages and I'm going to create space for you to do that with with me and, and together. And so if people wanted to reach out to you and work with you and join your village, how can they do that? I am at Rally the Village on Instagram and that's my website too, R-A-L-L-Y, the village. So you can check it out. Always DM me. I love to hear from you. And I also have a link that you can put in the show notes for a exclusive mini series podcast that I just created. It's five things that moms can take off their plate this week. So I'm really excited about that. And your audience can definitely dive in and listen to that if they want to learn more about how we kind of do things around here. I love that. Take things off your plate. Do less. Uh, Lauren, this is an absolute joy. And I'm so glad that we got to meet each other. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.